Lesson 78 Hello again, and Happy New Year! The first thing I tell my students at the beginning of the semester is that this is an art class, not just a photography class. Anyone can take a picture, but can you take a photo that would be considered art? The aim of this course, therefore, is to focus on how to produce art while using a camera as our art-making tool like paint and paintbrushes are used to create paintings. And in order to create art, we need to know what art is and what it takes to create photos that can be considered art and not just snapshots. I tell them that every visual art form, whether it's a drawing, painting, sculpture, or a photograph, has certain things in common, which are the elements of art and the principles of design. The art elements are the raw materials of visual art pieces and the design principles are what an artist used to put these raw materials together in an art piece. In other words, the design. The purpose of this lesson is to define the art elements and design principles and show you how to identify them in a photograph and, in turn, use them when you're taking photographs. Then there will be a shooting assignment included at the end that you can use to test your art making slash photo taking skills. There are seven art elements and they are color, value, shape, space, texture, form, and line. I'll begin with color since it's one of the most recognizable elements. As I show examples of these elements in the following photos I took, keep in mind that although there's a lot of other elements present, I'm choosing photos that emphasize that element in particular. So here's a good example of color. When you look at this shot of a Chihuly installation, you can't help but think color since the entire piece is made up of bright colors of varying hues. In this next shot, you think color, not because there's so much of it, but because there's so little of it. The guard stands out in this photo, since he's in red, while the remainder of the scene is mostly neutral, cool colors. Line is the next element. There are all kinds of lines, ranging from straight to curved to organic, thick to thin, and so on. The direction with which lines run in an art piece is critical, and can influence not only the overall look, but how your eyes travel throughout the piece. For example, here you see several horizontal lines. Note how static the structure appears as a result. And here are vertical lines. Again, there's a certain stationary, static look to this sort of line. But in this shot, the lines are running diagonally. This adds movement to the piece because your eyes want to travel along the line to see where it goes. Movement, which is a design principle, is important because it helps ensure that the viewer sees the entire image instead of getting stuck on just the main subject. Movement of the eye along diagonal lines is often used by artists to suggest actual movement of components within the piece. In this panning shot, I purposely tilted the camera to create the diagonal line with which the car is traveling. Had I shot it as I really saw it, I don't think the shot would have been nearly as effective. Curved lines also add movement and flow within an image, as seen here. Because this plant has so many curves, your eyes want to follow along the path, making the image more dynamic. This shot is also strong with regard to color, helping the main subject pop against the dull background. The next art element we're going to take a look at is shape. Shape is often the first thing we notice in an image. There are basically two types of shapes, geometric and organic. Geometric shapes are uniform in contour, such as circles, squares, rectangles, hexagons, and so on. Organic shapes, on the other hand, are more random and irregular. In this shot of a koi pond, your eyes immediately go to the circular shapes of the colored spheres scattered throughout. Note that the spheres themselves are arranged in a circular shape that is implied. 
Implied shapes and lines are also important in art. They're the result of imaginary lines formed by the arrangement of the actual elements themselves. This swan is an example of organic shape. Note that its outline is non-geometric and irregular. Same thing with these plants. The next art element seen here is form. Shape is two-dimensional, whereas form has depth and is therefore three-dimensional. A shape has form when it appears to go back in space and has volume. Because of the angle I took of this shot of San Francisco, you can see the buildings have volume and go back in space. Now imagine shooting the building straight on and the appearance of form is lessened considerably. The next element is space. There are three kinds of space, flat, 3D shallow, and 3D deep. Flat space can be seen here in this shot of a shadow of a chair on my kitchen floor. It's considered flat because nothing in the scene appears to recede toward the background, nor does one thing appear to be in front of another, or overlapped. In other words, there's no perception of depth in this shot. Notice in this shot that there is a perception of depth throughout. For example, you can tell at the walls in front of the truck, and beyond the truck is the shed. These objects have depth and appear larger the closer they are to the viewer. And although this is a three-dimensional scene, there's a definite end of the scene. Therefore, it's considered shallow 3D space. In contrast, this scene appears to go on forever due to the sky. So it's considered deep space. The next element is value. Value refers to the lightness or darkness of tones or colors. When you think of shades or tones of a color, you're thinking of its value. In this Chihuly piece, you can see the subtle transitional tone changes in the orange, red, and yellows as they get lighter or darker. Value is very important for depicting detail, depth, and form in an image. The final element is texture. It's interesting to note that an actual photo is typically smooth textured, so any texture seen within the actual image being depicted is implied. What you're seeing is what the texture of something in the photo represents, not its actual texture in the photo. In this macro shot of an adjustable wrench, the metal looks hard and rough. Strong side lining and crisp detail accentuates texture. Something to keep in mind while you're shooting. This shot of a duck on a pond shows smooth reflective texture, quite a contrast from the hard, rough texture of the wrench. This shot of my dog shows soft, fluffy texture. Now we'll move on to the principles of design. Depending on the source, there are eight design principles, and they are contrast, repetition, movement, balance, emphasis or focal point, unity or composition, rhythm, and pattern. Design principles determine how the elements are executed within an art piece. For example, is the image balanced or unbalanced? Is it balanced symmetrically or asymmetrically? Is there a focal point, something that is clearly the main subject? Is there something in the image that makes your eyes travel from the focal point throughout the rest of the photo? All of the above are often what determine whether an image is successful or not. And unlike many other art forms, photography often captures a scene that can't be changed. Therefore, it is up to the photographer to make the design decisions. How close up the subject should be in the frame? What to include and exclude from the frame? What should be in clear focus and what should be blurred? At what angle the scene should be shot? What will hold the viewer's interest and make him or her want to examine the entire photo? All design decisions. Now it's time to mention aesthetics. Most agree that art should express a feeling or emotion about something, even if that means it's just nice to look at. So whether your intention is formalism, 
which is more about design than anything else, or expressing a thought or a feeling, good design is essential to the content in order to be successful. Here are some examples of design principles. Repetition of line. There's a lot of movement in this photo of copper wire due to the repeated lines and the fact that they're not only curved but also run diagonally. Your eye wants to move all over the composition as a result. Repetition of shape and color. In all the following examples, the same shape is repeated over and over, as are the colors, adding movement throughout the compositions. Note that repetition of identical shapes also represent pattern, another design principle. All patterns consist of repetition, but not all repetition necessarily constitutes pattern. Another design principle is balance. Balance refers to the ways in which the elements of a piece are arranged. An image is either balanced or not balanced. If it is balanced, it's either symmetrically balanced or asymmetrically balanced. In symmetrical balance, if an imaginary line is drawn through the center of the work, both sides are exactly the same and balanced in that way. As you can see in this example, both sides are exactly identical. In this example, though, the image is virtually symmetrical, but not exactly. There's room for argument in this case. In asymmetrical balance, the two sides are not identical, but differ from one another. However, the elements are still arranged so that there is a sense of balance. As you look at these examples, you can see that approximately the same amount of space is being used on both sides, but the sides are not identical. Here's an image that is unbalanced. Virtually all of the subject is on the left side, while the right side is basically negative space. It's important to note that unbalanced photos are not always undesirable and are sometimes used to add what's known as tension to a piece. It's done to purposely disturb the viewer. On the other hand, an unbalanced image like this one, more often than not, looks weak and amateurish. Another design principle is contrast. Contrast refers to the arrangement of opposite elements in a piece, so as to create visual interest, excitement, and drama. The most commonly seen use of contrast is dark versus light, as seen in these examples. Because contrast and value can sometimes be confused, I tell my students to think of contrast as lights and darks in an image, while value, more often than not, refers to the midtones. Keep in mind that contrast can also refer to other elements, such as rough versus smooth textures, large versus small shapes, and so on. Another design principle is emphasis, or focal point. The main subject of an image is often its focal point where the image is most dominant with regard to size, position, and crispness in an image. In this image, there's little doubt that the gargoyle is the focal point. It's in the clearest focus, it's the largest object in the shot, the nearest to the viewer, and placed in the center. It also contrasts with the lighter background. The remaining principles are movement, unity or composition, and rhythm. I've already explained movement in detail and its importance. Movement, along with unity and rhythm, are similar in that they refer to the overall look and makeup of the image. Is the space used well? Does everything flow together? And are there repeated components that invite the viewer's eye to glide smoothly from one to the next? Now it's time for the part you've been looking forward to, the shooting assignment. Your mission is to take creative, wonderful photos of the listed art elements and design principles. For a copy of the assignment, App users can use the link provided with this episode, and everyone else can find the link on my podcast website, posted in iTunes. As you look through this, note that some of the elements are broken down into portions, such as line and shape. 
I always suggest to my students that they not shoot the first thing they see, but to take their time, keep their eyes out for something better, and have fun. Some other tips are to experiment with camera angles, try shooting some shots in macro, and go somewhere beside your backyard. Make a journey of it. When you're finished, consider posting your best shots on the Photography 101 Facebook page. Tell us which element or principle you were shooting for in your post. The best shots will be featured at the top of our page. Well, that's about it for this lesson. If you haven't already done so, like the Photography 101 Facebook page and join our discussions. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, goodbye.